Hello and welcome to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining me once again. It's time to talk some college football. I'm super excited. We got some Week 12 matchups. The regular season is coming towards an end before next weekend where a lot of teams play their rivalry games or last week of the regular season. We've got Thanksgiving next week, which is crazy to think about. We're just processing that today, that it's next week. I don't know if you guys are ready. I'm not ready. I know we're not ready over here, but nonetheless, it is coming. And like it or not, for a lot of teams, it's it's put up or shut up time for them. You know, it's November. It's where a bunch of stuff happens. It's where a lot of the offseason talk ends up coming is from games right now. They're playing right now. So there's a lot to talk about, a lot of fun games going on, a fun weekend. There, there are some teams that are playing their um they're I don't say cupcake, but they're like less of some not as high of opponents as they will be in their next week. So some we've got that, but we've got some teams playing their last conference game. We've got some teams, you know, right in the thick of the battle of it and just trying to survive, survive in advance. That's the token of this week for sure. And we'll see how many come up after that. Then we're also going to see too which teams are motivated when the goals that you set out at the beginning of the year aren't really as obtainable. So who's going to be left, you know. You also have that to play too, which is very interesting with these last couple weeks. So going back to the contest. Um, yeah, last week we talked about last episode was not great for me. Felt good about going the picks into it. And that's the beauty of college football, you know, a field goal here, a thing there. And some of these spreads go different ways. And that's why they always said to be careful if you're betting real money on this stuff. So I'm not, that's not necessarily me, but you know, that's, that's why you just got to be careful. But we have fun. We use the spreads to talk about them, and you do with it. You do with that information what you like. But that's just me talking it out. So we're going to talk through these contest games again. I'm 48 and 58 on the year, so not too bad. Last week really hurt me. I was much closer to the 500 mark. But hopefully we can have a good bounce back. We can go that way. They can go the other way, too, you know. So you never know. But we're going to start and talk off. We're going to talk about the ACC matchup. We've got NC State traveling to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's a three-point favorite. It's a 3.30 game on ACC Network. Um, this one's a part of our contest, you know, with it being this part of the country. So just interesting with these two teams, which are very interesting. Like at home, they're much better than they are on the road. And I would say Virginia Tech's been a team as of late that's been coming been coming up as of late and, and doing better. Um, they're a three-point favorite, which is typical of what – home forever it is, but Virginia Tech is much better at home. I'm interested to see with NC State uh, what their kind of demeanor is. Uh, if you haven't heard, their freshman quarterback, MJ Morris, who had taken over, you know, super senior Brennan Armstrong, who had come in, who we thought, you know, might be a great, you know, <laughs> might, might be a great addition with his, back with his offensive coordinator that he had at Virginia and they had a leaning running back lead the team before the year started. And so he was the leading rusher for a while too. And as you say, did get the win over Clemson at home. Um, but here I just, I think Virginia Tech's too much at home. That That's a really tough place to play. And if the, if they continue to build that momentum, Virginia Tech is a really tough environment, especially when there's big games coming, but I think it's just too much. And I, uh, this one for me, that one's an easier pick. I, I, I take Virginia Tech the cover for sure. I'll take the three. Um, Utah goes to Arizona. So interesting matchup with this. This is uh, a 230 kick. Uh, 
on the Pac-12 network, so I don't know how many of us will get to actually watch that, depending, but um, Arizona, these lines are, are based on at the beginning of the week, so it's changed a little bit, but Arizona in the pick what is a half a point favorite, so it's basically a pick but half a point, so obviously you can't score half a point, but they lean Arizona at home, and remember, they, they factor in about three, three and a half points for being a home team, so on a neutral field, they would favor Utah by about a field goal, but at home is factoring in Arizona. Utah lost uh, a close one with um, was it Oregon last week, um, and 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 they kept it close enough. But that one, you know, they didn't finish the spread, and then Arizona escaped with a last second field goal at Colorado. So it's a half a point for me. Arizona has been been playing better, um, but for me, Utah is just this team that just keeps hanging around. You know, they. They don't have Caleb rising, you know, they've been playing back at quarterback and and they just keep kind of just hanging around and that defense travels and they run, they can run the ball. I like Utah. I think they play really good defense and frustrate Arizona and, you know, and games like last week, you kind of see what kind of momentum that kind of takes over. And I just, I like Utah in this game. And I think I could see it being a lower scoring kind kind of game, maybe 2017 or 20 to 14 kind of thing, but I, I, I'm going to take Utah on the road. Um, especially if this was at Utah, I mean, for sure, easy, but I'm going to take Utah on the road um, and, and with the half a point. So basically, you're, it's a pick Louisville travels to Miami. This is a noon kick on ABC. Louisville is a one and a half point favorite. And which is interesting because at the beginning of the week, Louisville is a one and a half point favorite. Now, currently on, on the ESPN bet, Miami is a one-point favorite. So it's switched to, to Miami being one-point favorite. So not that much, but it's interesting just how much that's flipped. Um, once you from Miami, they're, they're even running a promotion where it's buy one, get two free to get fans into the stadium. And that's just a hard stadium to get to anyway. Louisville is, they're in a battle uh, to, to try to be that second team to play Florida State in the ACC title game. And they only have one loss. I mean, it's, it, 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 I kind of have to remind myself because I just, they just kind of keep plugging away. Um, Miami, I don't, I, you know, it's hard to know where their their mindset's going to be at. They they start Emory Williams, the freshman uh, quarterback. He gets his, he leads them and keeps it close throughout the the day at Florida State last week, but he hurts his arm. Um, so they're going back to Van Dyke. This is at home, but you're kind of you've missed a lot of your goals. So that's one of those teams I was kind of talking about. Like what, what's this Miami team going to look like? What's Louisville going to look like on the road? What's Louisville going to look like with some of the pressure starting to mount up as we're starting to see, like you have an opportunity to play in the conference championship game. And, but this is the type of game you have to get it done. I mean, you either have to win or have somebody else lose, but of course you'd rather do it on your own accord. I take Louisville in this one. I just think this is also Louisville has just been playing well this year. And I, I just, I think Miami is just heading in a downward trajectory right now when it comes to this year. And just, it's hard to know if, if they get down, I don't know um, if they'll be able to hang tight with it just with some of their offensive struggles as of late. So I'm going to take Louisville minus the one and a half Georgia travels to Tennessee. This is interesting because this could have been a battle for the SEC East on the line. If a couple things had fallen the way um, Georgia takes care of oldness very easily. And then Mizzou just runs past Tennessee in the second half. Um, Georgia is a 10-point favorite on the road at Tennessee. It's a 3.30 kick on CBS. It's the CBS game of the week. Yeah, I, to me, I'm, I've am i gone against Georgia, 
you know, a few times in spreads and still trying to figure out what this team looks like. And for me, yeah, these are just Georgia is just firing on all cylinders right now. And Tennessee is just licking its wounds. And so a couple weeks ago, you know, I would have I would have taken Tennessee at home, especially what they did with Alabama last year, and even the way that they were running the running the ball, and like thinking that Georgia could be susceptible to, susceptible to the pass, maybe hit some big big plays, keep it close. But I just think Georgia's too powerful, and I just I think they win by two touchdowns, and I think they can run they'll be able to run the ball. Carson Beck has played well. Now Tennessee can have some pressure, like they do have those good defensive ends, but. I I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of screen game. I, I you know that's how you kind of beat you can beat that kind of those teams. And um, for Tennessee to win this game, like they need to be in control. I think they need that they can't get behind early because if Georgia gets up double digits, you know, in the first half, I just think Tennessee has a hard time. I just don't know how quickly they can score to keep up with Georgia. I think they would want to be the ones like having to have Georgia come back on the road and let Neyland Stadium be at its peak, but. I just I think I think Georgia's too much, and I'm taking Georgia minus ten. Michigan in our contest is a twenty and a half point favor at Maryland. It's a big new kickoff on Fox. This is interesting because you know all the drama last week with Harbaugh, like would he would he coach or not? Like would he be a part? You know what will this look like? And then you have Penn State. It was finally a big test, and they passed it. They passed it flying colors. Um, I don't. Michigan is definitely in this like us against the world kind of mentality right now. Um, so we're still kind of waiting to see all the details as they come out, but this is a very motivated football team. And, and, and they're, they're, it definitely has this like us against the world mentality. Um, so next week, you know, when they, when they play Ohio state, it's going to be all eyeballs in that game for sure. Um, and everyone and their mom's going to have an opinion on that game. But this week is the potential look ahead. But with all of this outside noise that's going on for Michigan, I just I just think they take care of business. And I've I've tried to pick Maryland before in the past. And this is at home. And maybe you look on the schedule ahead of time. This could be. But I just think Michigan's too powerful on the offense. And I think they'll just be able to run the ball. And Maryland's been a little bit turnover prone, too. And so I just I think they cover this, man. I just I can't. I'm not betting against Michigan right now, you know, um, on the football field. So uh, just keeping it on that. Uh, Kansas State is a seven and a half point favor, and they travel to Kansas uh, in state battle. That's a seven p.m. kick on FS1. Uh, Kansas State is a seven and a half point favorite. Um, like I said, this was interesting because Kansas State is very much in the position. Them with Oklahoma State, a bunch of other teams trying to play Texas, and Texas hasn't wrapped up playing in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve doesn't have divisions, so it's just top two, like ACC and, and some other schools. Conferences are trying to do. Um, this is to me, I, I would say the big stat for this is that Kansas State's only won one, one, one road game. It's a tongue twister. And they had a close one, you know, with Texas and, and they lost in overtime. They go for two. Um, it's a little more of a gut feel. I don't think Kansas is necessarily trending in like a great direction, but it's a rivalry matchup. They're on the road. It's tough on the road. I think Kansas State's a good team. I think if this is starting to mount up to you start to feel the pressure of potentially playing their conference championship again. And they did win it last year. Um, but I think people are, are are aware of that. And I just I think it's less than a touchdown. I think that's just plain and simple. I think it's just a close game, another field goal type of a game. Um, that's why I take Kansas. Um, don't know how high scoring it is, but I like uh 
Kleiman and, and and his team, and but I think it's just being on the road, and they haven't necessarily done it as well on the road. Washington travels to Oregon State. This one's massive. Oregon State, and this is a uh, Oregon State was a half a point. I misread that uh, in our contest. They're now up to a two and a half point favorite, but a half a point. Another pick them against Washington. Washington members undefeated, trying to try to make the playoff, trying to stay and potentially with a rematch with a team like Oregon, which would be that would be so fun to watch again. Oregon State quietly is like number, it's a top 10, you know, they're like number 12 in the country, I think, right now. And DJU, the former Clemson quarterback, transferred up there. They're they're firing recently on all cylinders. So it's something to watch. I, I you know, I Washington for me is they're a good team, but their defense is, is maybe not quite as up to the standard of where they can put teams away for sure. All their wins have been like by 10 points or less. It feels like in, in these, in these type of bigger games and the offense can play well, but they're just, it's, they're just not winning by more than 10 points. And so, and with the way Oregon state will want to control the ball, that they, they have a good running game. And if DJ, you can stay out of not turning the ball over like he has this year. And, and it's, it's they're on the road. That's tough place to play. I, I just, I think Oregon state, I think it's a really good opportunity for them. And, you know, being the last year of the Pac-12, like this is the type of game where it, mean, it would mean a lot to a team like Oregon State, you know, and one with Washington being one of the teams that's leaving, you know, um, you know, they're leaving for the big for the Big Ten and, you know, and going with their rival Oregon. So I could it's just, you know, I could see I could see Oregon State just being very up for this game. And um, that's where late kicks going with Josh Payton. I think that's a, you know, a really fun game. But I think I think Oregon State. I think they take it. I think this is where Washington's been kind of playing a little bit with like these close games, but then they, and they finally, you know, put a team away and, and, you know, I, I don't know how well they'll be able to run the ball as well. And it'd be interesting to see how Texas has had a, you know, couple turnovers, but I just, I like Oregon state in this. And I think it's gonna be a really good game. UCLA and USC, you've got a bit, you have that rivalry matchup, but both, both teams are kind of licking their wounds. There's rumors of, uh, Chip Kelly maybe being let go. I don't know. I, I kind of just wait and see until action happens. Um, USC, you know, some of their things are off the table now that that they wanted to do, but they still have a good offense. And it, and this is a rivalry game at home. They're in a five and a half point favorite. It's three thirty on ABC, and I just and UCLA, you know, it'd be interesting to see how their defense goes against. USC, but I think it's just too much offense for USC. And I think you might just get a little bit of, um, I think they just might be just play a little angry and just frustrated, you know, and they have some explosive players. And so I just, I, I, I could see USC winning this one, you know, maybe by like 10, 14 kind of a score, but I'm taking USC. And then we always end, end up usually ending with um, two, our two teams from the state of South Carolina, which is where I'm at. Uh, we've got Kentucky minus two at South Carolina. So you're like, my mom might be like, why, why are we talking about those games as much? But um, that's why, because it's just, it's not our part of the country. Um, Kentucky's minus two at home to South Carolina. Remember, this is the game before the Clemson, South Carolina game. Uh, that one's on SEC Network at 730. So this is interesting. Kentucky's minus two. Um, Kentucky's much better team at home, but they just got, they just got run over by Alabama at home. So interesting to see what, what kind of team comes from that. Uh, South Carolina had a get right game against Vandy, but you know, how much you take away from that? I don't know. They're prepping for, for Clemson. 
And it's how well can they protect Spencer Rattler, I think is the big question. But he's been having a good year. He can get the ball out. And if you're giving me two, and, and I just think this comes down to like, you're giving South Carolina as the home team two points as a home team. I just, and 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 Willie Bryce for a night game against a division rival like Kentucky, I I don't know, man. Just don't don't count them out. And here's the thing. South Carolina, I feel like it's every week, whatever, whatever side I pick up for South Carolina, they always do the opposite of what I pick. So I'm and you gotta pick one. So I'm picking South Carolina to cover the minus two. But South Carolina, you gotta hold up January the bargain, you know? Like this is an opportunity at home against a against a division rival, you know, at home before you play South Clemson at home. So I'm going to take South Carolina, but not not feeling the most confident about it. But I think just being at home in a night game does play a factor. And then we've got North Carolina at Clemson. Uh, North Carolina came off the overtime win against Duke, and but they have a backup quarterback in Duke. Uh, North Carolina is still has a shot to play in the AC title game. The loss with Virginia hurts. So if Louisville if Louisville wins out, they'll get the title. Like they'll win. Um, if North Carolina would have to win out and have a Louisville loss to make it. So this game is, I mean, it's mildly important. Clemson is a seven point favorite right now. It's a three thirty game on ESPN. Um, the line moved to a half a point in UNC's favor to six and a half. To me, we're going to break this game down more for our Clemson specific podcast, the Hill and Valley. So if you want more insight for sure, check out that. Um, we'll be posting, uh, when this posts, and I'm sure it will be relatively soon that there'll be a podcast on that as well. If you want more um, insight into that game, but for me, this comes down to like how good UNC's defense is, and it's on the road. We know how good Drake May is, and we know how good the running game can be. And they played this game last year, and Clemson pulled away on the scoreboard, and North Carolina was able to move the ball some through the 20s, but they couldn't capitalize on the red zone. Uh, I think turnover, turnover margin, it's very simple. When Clemson wins a turnover margin, they're definitely, I mean, that's what happened last week. Is they had four picks, one for a pick six. Um, so they'll have to take care of the ball. It'd be interesting to see with the passing game versus this young secondary who really had a good game last week. But also, too, like Clemson has a good running game. And especially with with Shipley back, and we'll see how, how much he can go. He's had some concussion issue the past few weeks, but he was back last week. But he got hit in the head a little bit again. Matha as well. Um, Kay and the offense needs to be doing better. And I think if they can run the ball and just hold UNC's offense on defense, I think if they can capitalize and have to make what's kind of come from behind. Um, and if they can get Drake might pressure, you just can't let him beat you with his legs because he definitely is a good runner with the football. Um, so it's a very interesting matchup. You got the linebackers and just it's it should be a it should be a game to watch, and not just because um I'm someone who covers and um is a fan of of, of Clemson. I think it'd be, I think it'll be a fun game for sure. And um, very interesting matchup, but I'm going to say Clemson to cover the touchdown. I think just being in death Valley, the momentum that Clemson's building UNC was letting Duke kind of hang around and being on the road. I think just the running game will be a factor for Clemson. If they can run the ball like they have been and not turn the ball over, I think it'll be big. And if they can pick on the secondary, um, and then basically, and, and then let their defense go out. I think, I think they can win the touchdown, but it should be a good game. Fun matchup. Um, so there's our 10 picks, excuse me. Those are 10 picks for the week. We've got just going back on it. We've got Virginia tech minus three 
Utah, the plus point, plus 0.5. Louisville, minus 1.5. Uh, Georgia, minus 10. Michigan, minus 20.5 on the road. Kansas, plus 7.5 at home. Oregon State, half a point at home. Uh, Southern Cal, uh, minus 5.5. Five, five South Carolina, plus 2 at home. And Clemson, minus 7 at home. And I also picked out for this week, too, just with all the matchups going on and a lot of conference uh, games and conference championship games still in the balance of who's going to get to play. Um, these are three other games to watch and just keep on your radar. So we've got Texas going on the road at Iowa State. So Texas right now is in first place. Um, but they're only a seven and a half point favor against Iowa State, who still is in the in the mix for a chance to play in the Big 12 title game. So it's just a game to watch, and Texas has been playing close. They, they only won an overtime at home last week, and then they stopped a fourth down try from Kansas State. But if Kansas State gets it, they win. I don't know. I just think, I mean, we're, we're kind of due for a little bit of a weird, kind of wacky of a of a Saturday when it comes to some of this. So just one to watch. I don't know if I'm, I'm not necessarily picking the upset, but I'm just saying it's one to watch on the road for Texas um, with 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 more mounting up for them. Rutgers is going to Penn State, 12 Penn State. Penn State's a 20 and a half point favorite. And I put this on here. I think Penn State will win, but I put this on here because Penn State has now lost and they and the, didn't play, I would say, their best game against Michigan. And the, their two game season is over. You know, they're probably going to finish third in the division and kind of where, they, where they've been the past few years. And I'm just very interested to see the psyche of this team. I'm very interested to see. Um, especially at home, like if, if Rutgers kind of keeps it close, Rutgers kept Ohio State close at home. And I know that it's different on the road for sure, but it's not as far of a, of a travel for Rutgers as it is other places. So, and, and if Penn State struggles on offense, I just, I could see it kind of being in this like, oh, here we go. Like what, what's going to happen? I could just see it being kind of like a, an interesting game. And, and you've got, you know, they fire their offensive, offensive coordinator after the game. And so, it just it might get a little weird, you know, and it might be closer than we expect for a while. So, but I take I'm taking Penn State to win, but I think Rutgers covers on the road. So, and then last we've got number twenty three Oklahoma State going at Houston. Oklahoma State's a seven point favorite on the road. Um, Oklahoma State is is in a you know topsy turvy kind of kind of a field. They win Bedlam, the last Bedlam on the schedule, and then they lay an egg on the road last week. So. You know, it's like what then we scored three, you know, and then you got Houston and and this this one just can be kind of weird. And this is more going back to like Oklahoma State right now is in a lead for the tiebreaker as the Big 12 is still like working through all their tiebreaker scenarios. They are like changing it on the fly a little bit, which I don't know how much I love that, but you know, that's that's what's happening. So Oklahoma State, I'm interested to see what this team looks like on the road for sure. And this one can get close and, and, and just seeing the makeup of this team and um, if they want a shot at Texas. So those are ones to watch. You got Texas at Iowa state Rutgers at Penn state and Oklahoma state at Houston. So a fun matchup of games. We'll get to, to talk about it more next week. Um, a lot of fun matchups to go. So college football is coming to an end. It's crazy. I know, but here we are. So thanks so much for listening. Remember to like and subscribe. We're on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Post some of stuff on there. We're on Twitter, X, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We're, we're, we're trying some of that out as well. So 
Thanks so much for listening, guys. Hope you have a great weekend of college football, and I'll talk to you all next week.